But in truth, God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not rejected my prayer, nor withheld his love from me. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. there is anything that I would want more than anything for you to know, this is me speaking to you as a priest, revealing, I think, the character of God. It is two things. Firstly, you're loved. And secondly, you're never, ever alone. You're loved, you're never alone. In many ways, I think these two ideas can provide more comfort and peace than any extended dialogue about scripture or platitude that you could offer someone. And if you've been around me, even if just for a little bit, you know I say these words often. Because I don't think, as the people of God, you can hear them enough. You are loved, and you are never alone. I say them over and over again because I believe in the truest sense of God's nature. This is what exemplifies his nature more than anything. He is one who loves, he is one who pursues. In subtle and more overt ways, this is the message I think the triune God not only communicates again and again, but also displays. The triune God displays this with one another, the dance of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as well as with us, the people of God, his children. We are forever in pursuit by a God who desires nothing more than relationship and communion with those he created. Get this. You, me, we are forever thought about and desired by our creator. Never, ever doubt this. Therefore, it is rightly assumed and it should be believed that we are indeed loved and never, ever alone. And however we might feel and wherever we might find ourselves this morning seated in your pews, because I recognize this for some might be the best day of your life, and then there are others where this really isn't the best day of your life. If you find yourself on the mountaintop of joy and gladness, or perhaps you're in the pit of despair and sadness, please hear me. You are loved. You are never, ever alone. So we find ourselves this morning in the Gospel of John, 
We are taken back to Thursday, the evening before Jesus is put to death by crucifixion. And if you remember, on that Thursday in the upper room, he shared a meal with his disciples. And he also did this thing, he washed their feet and he gave them a new commandment, which is love others like I have loved you. And Jesus is now at the point where he is preparing his disciples for his departure. He's leaving and the disciples are distraught. You just got here. You can't be leaving us now. And knowing full well how they are feeling, he tells them not to worry. And as last week's gospel reminded us, he told them he's going away to prepare a beautiful place for them. But even still, they're scared. And so Jesus, in his Jesus-y way, being the pastor and teacher that he is, he tells them that he will not leave them and he will not abandon them. Instead, he's going to do this thing. He's going to send this something to them. An advocate, the Holy Spirit, the one who will stay because he can't stay the one who will abide. So some priests and preachers have favorite words in the biblical narrative. And this word, advocate, is one of my most favorite. I love it because in Greek, it means parakletos, which I think is a beautiful word, paraklete. And what that word paraclete means is simply to come alongside. How lovely is that? We have this essence of God who comes along right beside us, nestles up to us, will never leave us. And to me, what that signifies is another word that I love, and that is fidelity. Fidelity. You're not going to leave no matter what. You're staying put. Steadfastness, an anchor. One who doesn't leave. I think now, especially considering I've come through a really difficult season of my life, where I haven't exactly experienced that, when I read about one who never leaves, that's a really comforting thing for me. Fidelity. So often, in Christian narrative, as well as in the history of Christianity, the Holy Spirit is often seen as the silent one. God speaks, and there's life. Jesus speaks, and there's healing. Not so much with the Holy Spirit. We don't exactly see that. 
But what we must keep in mind is that Jesus was indeed the first advocate. And when he ascended to the Father, which we're going to experience next week, he leaves for us the Holy Spirit as one who abides, one who stays, one who is fidel, one who is faithful. For me, I like to say, it's the one who gives us those nudges. It's the one who provides those promptings. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Those little nudges, promptings, we all get them. For me, it's the one who, when looking out my kitchen window every day, the sun is rising, it catches your attention. It catches your breath, and you realize in that moment, I didn't do that, nor could I ever do that. Something, someone much bigger than myself had a hand in making this just for me so that when I go and get my coffee and look out the window, I am astounded. Your breath is taken away. Therefore, I bow as a gesture of humility and gratitude and just say thank you. As well, if you find yourself in great sadness or when you find yourself in a situation that seems much, much too big, you're drowning. Where do I find myself in the midst of this God? And yet somehow, somehow, some mysterious way, you're not riddled with fear. You're not afraid, even though you feel like you're drowning. And in fact, you do the braver thing by not wishing to be somewhere else. You know you need to be here. And you recognize the holiness of the moment for however difficult it may be. And you offer it up to God and say, thank you. Those moments when we are able to take our lives in whatever situation that we are in, and you offer it up to God as an offering, perhaps an acceptance of an invitation from God, knowing that you may not understand or know how best to behave or what to say, but what you do know is this. God will be with you. And that peace, even if it's just a little tiny bit, can be offered with integrity, with fidelity, because the giver of the peace is present with you. Allowing you to have peace, allowing you to be peace, when it just might be the last thing you ever thought you could be. Isn't that funny how that happens?
And then there are those moments when we arrive here on Sunday mornings. I've heard some of you all tell me it's the highlight of your week. You can't wait to step through those red front doors. This beautiful womb that we have to come to every single week. It is consecrated. It is set apart as holy. And you're aware that this place has great, great meaning for you. Your week's not complete unless you've been here. Because it matters. What happens in this place matters. What is said here you hold, you hold with great reverence. And what matters most is what you experience here. Firstly, communion, absolution, consolation, oneness, all of it happens here without even asking. It's pure gift, all of it. So week in and week out, you show up, you desire, you wait on bated breath, and you breathe it all in. Because you know once again, it is so much bigger than you, but you have to have it. And you believe with all of your heart that somehow the mighty working of God is taking place even now. And y'all, the way that this happens is by the paraclete, the advocate, the spirit. It is all spirit-led, just like the wind, just like our breath. It can't be explained. It just is. And when you've experienced, you just know. This is the promised paraclete. This is our companion, the one who comes alongside, the one that does not leave, the ever-present breath, numas, and peace, pause that was given at our baptism. And if you have been marked and sealed as Christ's own forever, you have this inside of you. Never to leave you. This is the one that heals, restores, and brings that blessed peace. This is the one that directs and prompts and reminds you when you maybe haven't made the best decision or reinforces dadgummit when you have. Yes, that is the one. Our paraclete. Use that word. Isn't it beautiful? Our paraclete, our advocate, our guiding compass, our guiding light is the one that Jesus has left for us all. Because incarnationally, he is not able to. But yet, he is because of the paraclete. It is mystery. It can't be solved or explained because it's so big and yet it's so simple. 
as simple as our hearts beating and our lungs breathing. It is our gift. This is what is with you. So trust. Remember more than anything, firstly, you are loved and you are never alone. Largely in part because of this beautiful paraclete that we have. God is with you. Jesus is with you. Spirit is with you. And most of all, you've been changed and forever linked to the God who created and sustains you because of it. So close your eyes now and hear this promise. I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. <laughs>